You remember what this ban on cigarettes did to smokers all over the country. Many people really, really struggling without their nicotine fix during this time. And of course, uh, illicit cigarettes took over during that time. Many people were prepared to pay the sky-high prices they did for these illegal cigarettes on the market during that time. Many people actually uh, tried to quit. Very few actually succeeded in terms of the research during that time. But of course, we know that the Fair Trade Independent Tobacco Association actually went to court with government over this it wanted the tobacco ban lifted now after the the tobacco ban was actually listed lifted a couple of weeks ago the case continued and uh, let's have a conversation because it now seems that FITA has reached a settlement with government i'm very interested to hear what uh, what the agreement is all about Guni, the fair trade independent tobacco association chairperson is with me at this hour thank you so much for your time this afternoon chair so so tell me what sort of agreement have you reached with government Good afternoon, Joe, and thank you for having me on your show. So, um, in essence, a settlement agreement was reached with government, as you correctly point out, um, this morning, uh, wherein um, we we had uh, resolved a number of the issues which are outstanding as far as the matter which is due to be heard in the Supreme Court of Appeal. Um, we eventually agreed that, one, the Minister of Corporate Governance and Traditional Affairs, uh, should she uh, intend reinstating another or rather implementing another temporary ban on the sale of cigarettes and tobacco-related products, would follow a public participative process in that um, a public issue would announce and call for submissions and ensure that uh, not only FITA, but anyone with a vested interest in the matter would uh, be invited to make comments on this. And, of course, this was not the case previously uh, when um, the ban on the sale of cigarettes was uh, implemented. Again, then, the parties agree to withdraw the litigious processes currently in place, both uh, the High Court and the Supreme Court of Appeal processes, with each party to pay their costs and restrict their role. Right. Um, and that's where we stand as things currently stand. All right. So, so even as should government want to do this, even on an emergency basis, it will still have to follow a public participation, uh, rather participation process, and essentially it will, it will go through the process of publishing this in a public forum and waiting for feedback from all the industry players, uh, as, as well as all those smokers in the country or anyone who takes an interest in the subject. That, that, is, that is correct, yes. And of course, as I said earlier on, that wasn't... Uh, the process followed previously, and of course, this is something that we raised, and that the principle of Audi Alterum Partum wasn't adhered to when government uh, implemented the initial ban. So, of course, uh, I think there'll be more transparency uh, should another ban be in the pipeline and government uh, wish to, to implement such a ban. And I think, of course, that, that is something positive, not only for the industry as a whole, but also for, for the many consumers of cigarettes and other tobacco related products. So, so tell me, I mean, what, one of the, the uh, agreements uh, Business Tech tells us is that any future decision regarding the prohibition on the sale of tobacco and related products shall be taken in accordance with the law and the requirements of legality. Now, on the face of it, that, that looks fairly comprehensible. But what happens when there's a state of disaster and those laws go out the window? Well, of course, um, as and when the situation presents itself, we will, um, dependent on the decision taken by government, um, consult with our legal team, and if we feel that they have not adhered to the agreement as per what was agreed this morning, we will then, of course, reserve our rights in the cause, um, taking that decision to the appropriate court. But again, in as far as the state of disaster, which um, this agreement again was, was, was hinged on, um, they, they would, uh, at all material times, of course, have to follow the public participative process.
Uh, tell me, in terms of the costs, uh, who is paying the costs of this uh, this court application? Look, um, the agreement is that each party is to pay their own costs. I mean, you would understand that the costs in the court this matter is considered quite, quite substantial. And uh, I think uh, it is to the benefit of every party involved that the, an agreement of that nature was reached. So, yeah, as things stand in terms of the agreement, each party is to pay their own costs. And, and in terms of the court papers that came about last week, well, one of the, the, uh, the, the arguments that government put forward was that as the cooperative governance minister, Nkosazana Adlamini Zuma can't promise she'll never reinstate a ban on the sale of cigarettes or other uh, tobacco products. So, so give me a sense of whether that leaves you with a sense of insecurity as an industry. Not necessarily. I mean, we understand, of course, that actually emanated from a without prejudice letter which somehow got leaked, uh, which was addressed to our attorneys. But in essence, what the minister was stating there is, if you give it context, is that, of course, I mean, uh, it, it's almost a situation of what is important when a minister can't uh, necessarily concede that in any form of state of disaster, they would not implement a ban on the sale of cigarettes. And I think that would be very necessitating of ours as a minister. And of course, she's got to deal with each situation as it presents itself. So, uh, I think I think um, that, that is something that is fair as far as uh, the minister's position is concerned, and that's the concession that we had to make, uh, you know, in, in our discussions with, with government in as far as trying to settle this matter. And, and I know that that your uh, your FITA application has been entirely independent of British American Tobacco's uh, 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 court application to government, right? Uh, but but clearly they will benefit from this too. No, of course, of course. And I mean, uh, even the initial application which we brought was not only to benefit the members of the Federal Independent Tobacco Association, but to, to, to benefit not only the tobacco industry as a whole along the value chain, but also the consumers of these products. And of course, we felt that it was at the time important in as far as, you know, uh, standing up for the rights of, of uh, many South Africans who felt aggrieved by the decision by the minister. Uh, Chair, just tell me about your your tobacco sales since the tobacco ban was lifted. Would you say things have returned to normal in terms of your sales, or or are you finding that uh, many people have returned to their their old uh, perhaps BAT uh, uh, favourites? You know that they enjoyed before lockdown came through. Well, Joanne, it's still relatively early to say. You know, uh, of course, we had a slow start in the market. Last week, uh, as a result of government journey really publishing the regulations last minute. So, I mean, we're still at a position where even up until this weekend, uh, a lot of retailers in certain areas, I mean, we got a, a correspondence um, yesterday saying that there was uh, a shortage of certain cigarettes in, uh, in Port Alfred. Um, so, again, it's still too early, and I think um, it's not yet all, for, uh, all systems running just yet. And I think uh, after a month or so, we will be in a position to have a better understanding of what the market currently is, is at. Thank you so much for speaking to me this afternoon. Sinan Mguni, he's the Fair Trade Independent Tobacco Association chairperson.